Welcome to Horizon at Home. My name is Chris Allen, and I'm one of the pastors of Horizon Church, and I am so excited that you've joined us today for worship. Christmas time is one of my favorite times of the year. I love Christmas because of Christmas lights. I love Christmas because of all things peppermint mocha, whether that's milkshakes or lattes or chocolate cakes. I love peppermint mocha flavored things. I love Christmas because of Home Alone and Red Rider BB guns. I love watching Christmas movies. It's one of my favorite times of the year. And I am even more excited about Christmas this year because I believe God's going to do something in each one of us. God's going to do something in us this season. God's going to change us and mold us this season of Christmas. And so I want our hearts to be open for where God is moving in our lives this year. A few weeks ago, I, I had a moment where I, I really thought I was going to like win the Dad of the Year Award. Like, go ahead, order it, put the plaque up on the wall. Um, it was going to happen. A few weeks ago, our, our, our kids got up a little earlier than normal. I, I rolled out of bed because I, I heard their door open. And we have a three-year-old and, and a four-year-old, and, and they can be a little bit of a handful. So I, I'm doing like a rock star dad job. I got breakfast going. I've got them in their school clothes. We are going to have a great morning, all while my wife is asleep. Like, this is not even just dad of the year. Like, I might get husband of the year as well for this. I'm letting her sleep. I've got the kids all handled. Um, and then all of a sudden, I, I start to hear our, our, our six-month-old start to cry. So I go and check on them. I, I leave the three- and a four-year-old dressed, eating breakfast. Um, I'm doing a great job, right? Like, this is the, this is the pinnacle of my, my dad career right now. Like, I'm managing all three kids. The wife's asleep. Like, this is, this is as good as it gets right here, right? And so I'm going to, to check on the, the six-month-old. And all of a sudden, I, I hear the, the, the back door open, and I hear the little beep of the, the security alarm, and the kids are, are out in the backyard. And so I'm like, at the, the six-month-old on the changing table, like, I'm just going like, to have to deal with that in a minute. Like, I got to take care of this right now. I got to get the diaper changed. Got to get him dressed, and it's going to be all right. Um, and so by the time I get the six-month-old dressed, uh, our, our three- and our four-year-old, uh, David and Emma, are, are out in the backyard. And, and this is what you need to know about this situation is, our, our three-year-old Emma, she absolutely loves our raised beds, our garden in the backyard, and she loves to dig in the dirt. And so, you know, like I said, I, I was going to win dad of the year here. I, I was absolutely just killing it. I was being a, this rock star dad. I had got him dressed and I was feeding him breakfast. And so that, that, that pretty dress that I'd put on her for school that day was now covered in dirt as she's digging up an entire tomato plant. Um, I guess you got to confuse of like picking off the tomato as opposed to like pulling out the whole tomatoes, her hands, her nails, they're all just completely covered in dirt. And, and then my son, David, our four-year-old, he has a, a love for our backyard chickens, an absolute love for our backyard chickens. And uh, they're, I think they're all named Chickaletta. Um, if you're a Paw Patrol fan, you'll understand. We have four of them and they're all named Chickaletta. Um, we'll figure that out one day. Um, and so anyways, his favorite chicken, um, I don't know quite how he tells them apart, but his favorite chicken, um, will literally climb up his shoulder and walk around on his shoulder. Like he's a pirate and it's a parrot. I don't get it at all, but, but needless to say, he was also in his school clothes. And now this chicken that's on his shoulder has literally put chicken, you know what, on the shirt, on the shoulder of his shirt. And so now, not only do I have to change Emma, I've got to change David and, and get this chicken back in the chicken coop. And it was a complete disaster. And I was way overwhelmed, way stressed. And it's not even Christmas yet, right? Christmas in and of itself brings so much stress into our lives. Here's the thing. December 24th, 
at 10 p.m. is the most likely time that people have a heart attack. In a recent survey, 69% of people, 69% of people say that they're stressed about their finances during Christmas. They're stressed about gift giving. They're stressed about managing the expectations. And that was even before COVID entered the picture. And this year, I have to imagine that the stress of how we gather, the stresses of, of even the loss of how we've gathered in past, those loss of those traditions as we, we grieve those as we're not going to be able to be with the same family, the same friends, in the same ways that we've always been are going to be tough this year. The stress of Christmas will only be amplified, I imagine, this year as we figure out how to do this in different ways. But yet, Christmas has to be more than about the stress of life, right? There's got to be more to, to Christmas than, than worrying about how we, we manage all the cooking, we manage all the gift giving, how we manage our finances this season. There has to be more to Christmas than stress. And so I want you to, to hear this story about a guy named Joseph. We're in, we're in the middle of a series called When God Speaks, and we're looking at different characters within the Christmas story and how God speaks into their life. And, and, and Joseph had it all together. It was going really well for him. Joseph was a, was a guy from a small town called Nazareth. And he, he was from a good family. He was from the line of David. He was a good guy. He was a great guy, I think, even in fact. And David had this, this steady job. He was known as a good carpenter in that town of Nazareth. And David's life was looking great. He was married, or he was about to be married. He was engaged to a woman named Joseph. To, to, he was married, he was about to be engaged to a woman named Mary. His life was moving ahead. There was lots to be joyful about. And then Joseph's own 2020 happened. His own just unraveling of everything he imagined of what his life in the next few months was going to look like changed. And the woman that he was engaged to, Mary, is now found to be with a child that's not his, and he's not sure what to do with her. He's not sure what to do next. He's not sure what steps to take. And then all of a sudden, the, the government orders this census, and he's got to travel across the country to be to be registered in this census, his whole life was turned upside down. Talk about some stress in his own life. Some stress at that first Christmas, right? He was stressed. And we, we perceive this to be the happiest time of the year, right? That Christmas is the absolute happiest time of the year. And we're, we're always racing to get the right gifts, to, to cook the right food, to clean our houses in the right way so that we can decorate it and be the shiniest, sparklingest house on the block. And we, we chase after things. And before we know it, we're not, we're not even sure what we're chasing after or who we're trying to be in this season. And let's, let's, let's dive deep into this Joseph story and, and hear where God speaks to Joseph. And so we'll be reading today in Matthew chapter 1. So if you've got your Bible nearby, go ahead and grab it. Open up the Bible app and read Matthew chapter 1. We'll start at verse 20 here. And it says, But after he considered this, after he considered all the options on the table, after he considered all those things running through his mind that were, that were confusing him and, and getting him uh, more anxious and more tired and worn out, after he considered all those options, considered all those options, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. 
a dream. Where did the, the angel appear to him? Where did God speak to him here? In a dream. And said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And it's here in Joseph's story that, that we see that Christmas, in, in, in spite of all of the worries, in spite of all the stress, in spite of all the ways that our minds just continue to race around all those options, all those things that we are to consider, Christmas for Joseph, it's, it's in a dream. Christmas brings him a break, brings him rest, it brings him peace. And it's, it's only in that, in that dream that God is speaking right there to Joseph because his mind was racing. His mind didn't have the space in his life to hear God speak. And so there are three practical things that, that I'm going to talk about today that we've got to, I think, take on this Christmas that, that will give us the space in our lives to take a break and hear God speak. Because when does God speak in our lives? When we listen. And I don't know about you, this is probably only me. I find it hard to listen so often to God. I've got my own plans, my life is busy, and I just don't have the time to take a break and listen to God speak in my life. And so the first thing that I, I think this Christmas that we ought to be doing is, is we got to take a break from our schedules. We got to take a break from our schedules. Um, so often in my own life, I, I, I find myself each and every day shoving one more thing into my day. If there's just some way where uh, I can shove and fit one more thing, then my day will be complete and I'll be more productive. I'll be more satisfied. Um, but I find it that, that I'm often in this, in this fitting one more thing into my day. I can do these, these crazy things, these absolutely crazy things, right? The first I've noticed that I've done, even in a, in a, a completely uh, COVID era, um, when everything is Zoom meetings, right? Have you ever been late to a Zoom meeting? Like literally like the computer's right over there. I'm working right here and I'm late to a Zoom meeting because I, I wanted to fit one more thing in, right? I wanted to finish one more thing that I was doing, one more piece of work that I was gonna get done and check off and feel good about myself before that Zoom meeting started. And before all of a sudden, now, now I'm two minutes late to the Zoom meeting, right? Because I wanted to fit one more thing into my schedule. Or uh, just absolute craziness. I, I, I love to, to check things off the list and be done and feel complete. And I literally will be sitting at my desk on my computer, finishing up something. And I, I feel this like urge to go to the bathroom. And this is probably TMI. But I like literally will like hold it till I finish the project and then go to the bathroom. Like that's the weirdest thing. Like the bathroom's 10 feet away. Like just go to the bathroom and come back and finish it. But my brain like wants to, to finish something. And yet, it absolutely can be mind-numbing of why I make these decisions in my own life, right? And so, we, we do this all the time, whether it's, it's if I just get this done this weekend, like if I get this on Sunday night, if I just start working a little bit tonight, it'll make my day tomorrow, make my Monday, like just feel so much better. If I can create that margin tonight, then Monday will be great. But then all of a sudden, we've got space on Monday and we fill it up. We fill it up with one more thing and one more thing and one more thing. And before we know it, our entire schedules are just jam-packed. And we fail to recognize that we are not Superman, we are not Wonder Woman, that we are actually just people with, with a soul that need a break from our schedules, that need to say no to something. 
say no to something in our schedules so that we can say yes to something else. And I think more importantly, the things that we do schedule in our lives are what we say are actually mattering. And so I think we need to reflect this time of, of how in the world are we actually, what are we saying yes to? What things are we actually making time for? Are the, the things that we actually believe are our priorities? And the other trap I think we fall into with our schedules is we believe that, that we are the busiest person in the world, right? That we've got the busiest job, then we've got we've got three kids. We've like you just don't understand what it's like to have three kids and, a, and, a, and an important job that's stressful. Like I just don't have time for that. But here here's the the real deal. We each have 24 hours in the day. No matter what your job is, no matter what your family situation is, there's 24 hours in the day. There's 24 hours in the day. And the way that you're choosing to schedule your life is creating that stress. The way you choose to schedule is creating that stress. And so if we want to we wanna find a break to listen to God, we've got to say no to things. We've got to say no to say yes to God. And so the, the second thing I think we've got to take a break from this Christmas season is we've got to take a break from our phones, right? Our phones, they, they literally introduce absolute craziness into our lives. Whether it's those political posts that we hopefully are mostly all gone right now, are those crazy uncles that we have that post the, the weird things? Or just it's those comparison posts that like, am I pretty enough? Do they supposed to have better abs? Like they got a better house. I know, now I need to remodel my bathroom. Or those just questions that, that lead to insecurity. Like, did I get enough likes? Like, why didn't I get likes? That person's got more likes than me. Like, what, what did I do wrong? And it's just absolutely craziness. Absolute craziness that we allow to be in our lives each and every day. And then and on top of that, when we actually do have a break, like I think the biggest thing that we, we the biggest lie that we tell ourselves is that we don't have a break in our day. And because this is what I do, I know this is what I do, but every time I have a free moment, like when there's stillness in the house or I'm waiting in a line somewhere, like what do I do? You whip out the phone and you just start scrolling. You start scrolling, you start scrolling, and you scroll. That scroll of death will take away every piece of joy, every piece of rest that we can have this Christmas because we keep scrolling. We keep scrolling for the next thing. We might miss something if we don't keep going, right? But here's the thing. You're not going to miss anything. You're not going to miss anything by putting it away. And so I think there, there are three ways that we can approach putting away our phones this Christmas, taking a break from them to experience the joy that Christmas brings, that we can hear God again. The first, I think, if you just want to try and dabble in this, take five minutes, take 15 minutes. Just put your phone in airplane mode. Just put your phone in airplane mode. I'm not even taking it away from you. Just put it in airplane mode. The second thing is I, I think you can maybe begin to explore what are those apps that really cause you stress in your life? What are those that are causing you stress in your life? Uh, whether it's the social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, and just take them off your phone. I have a pastor friend up in Jacksonville. He's planting a church up there. And he had shared with me a few weeks ago that, that he's taken eight weeks off now from his work, um, from work email on his phone. And it's been absolutely life-changing. He says that at five, six o'clock at the end of the day, he's done everything he feels like he needs to do. He closes his laptop and he's done. He walks away and he's absolutely done. Because I, I'll tell you, Eight, nine o'clock, I'm still checking my email. Any, do I got any more emails? And do I need to go respond to anything? But I'm probably the only one, right? I'm the only one that responds like that to life. 
do we need to take something off our own phones, whether it's the social media, the emails that's creating that stress in our own life so that we can take a break and hear God speak to us this Christmas. The last thing that I want to remind you of, um, you probably, because I, I kind of forget about it from time to time, there's actually a power button here on the side of the phone. I know that we've only ever probably used it once, and it's that day that we first got our phone. We turned it on. It's never been off since now in like two years, right? Our phones actually have an off button. What if we actually just turn our phones off? Turn them off. Turn them off for an evening. Turn them off for an entire day. Just to see, just to see how God might speak into our life this Christmas. And the last thing that I think we might need to take a break from this Christmas is our own minds racing. Just like the story of Joseph, he was racing through all the options of what he could do, what he should do, what he might do, what he needed to do. And in his stressful situation, our minds just continue to race. And this is by far the hardest of these three things that I'm suggesting we take a break from this Christmas. Our minds are probably more running rapid than ever before. We're, we're wondering, you know, what, what can we do? What might we do? What should we do? And we are trying to make sense of this new world that we're living in. We're trying to make sense of it. And all of that, our minds are just continuing to race day in and day out. And at the end of the day, I think we, we, we have to not just, we, there's just no way we can just turn off our minds like we can, we can turn off a phone. We've got to, to engage our minds in, in something different, something that's going to draw our minds closer to God. And so for some of you, I think that might be going for a walk. For, it might be an exercise class. It might be a com- good conversation with a friend. It might be a cup of coffee on a porch. Whatever that might be for you, we've got to engage our minds in something else than the race of that stressful season right now. And so more than taking a break from our, our schedules, more than taking a break from our phones, more than taking a break from our racing minds, We need to take a break this season to connect with God because taking a break is just not simply taking a break for a break for its breaking of itself. It's not taking a break to just Netflix and chill and veg out. It's taking a break to hear God speak, to connect with the God of the universe, not just to be one with the universe, to connect with the God of the universe. And so this Christmas, I I want to tell you about three ways in my own life that I'm connecting to God. Um, for one, for me, that way that I'm engaging my mind in a different way is the running. Running's been just, it's been absolutely life-changing in the last few months to be able to, when I finally got out running again, my schedule started working out better. To hear God speak on a run is, is where I, I find God speaking in my own life. The second way is, as I, I always um, mention this, and you probably have heard me tell this probably too many times, but the Bible app is, is a great way to connect with God. Um, download it right now on your phone. There's, there's some awesome reading plans. You can find me. You can friend me there. You can help keep me accountable to keep making sure I'm reading daily. Um, it, it even will tell you what I am reading if you need some help uh, finding a, a good plan to, to join me in right now. I'd love for you to join me in the Christmas reading plan that I'm doing. Download the Bible app. And then the third way is, is through our Horizon Shine Light Boxes this Christmas. There's an activity each day that you can do at home to shine light and ignite change in our community. And so that's been an amazing way that our whole family has been and gathering around each day in the afternoons. We've been doing it together, whether it's making cards for a neighbor, doing something around the house. It's been a great way to share Christmas together, to read the Christmas story each day with our family. And so wherever you are right now, I want to invite you to just be still, 
be still, and we're gonna take 30 seconds, to 30 seconds to hear God speak, to, to settle our hearts, to settle our minds, and begin to hear God speak. And so, would you join me in that? God, would you, would you speak into our lives right now? Speak into our lives. And would you begin to highlight those areas of our life where we are just overwhelmed, we are just stressed, we don't even know where to begin, God. Highlight those areas and draw us towards you. Draw us towards you, whether it's our, our schedules or our phones or the ways our minds race. God, settle us, settle us to begin to be free to hear you speak, to know that you are God. Help us over these next few weeks to be still, God, so that we may hear this Christmas story anew with new ears, with new minds, and with new hearts to live your love in the world faithfully, in this new world that, that needs to hear this story again. Help us to tell it this year. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.